Ladies and gentlemen, this is El Cochino, Tom Lawler, and I'd like to welcome you to the podcast that puts the lotion on its own skin, Lucha World. Bitchin'. Welcome everyone to Lucha World Podcast, episode number 118. Fredo Esparza here, ready to talk about the latest news in Lucha Libre. We will be talking about many, many tournament tag team tournaments going on in CMLL. Viano Tercero Jr. winning a big mask match in Ciudad Juarez. And we will be previewing the upcoming CMLL Homenaje Dos Leyendas and... AAA Ray de Reyes shows that are coming up in a few days on the same weekend, plus a lot of other news that has been going on in Lucha Libre. But per, but first, we are going to talk about the most important news that has come out, and that has been the increased popularity of Kemonito. For those of you unfamiliar with Kemonito, he is that little blue monkey that hangs around ringside on CMLL shows just for one match really but you see him laying beneath the bottom rope you know tucked in between the ring post and the bottom turnbuckle trying to keep himself safe eventually gets caught by Rudos and usually gets beat up and then gets carried off to the back to safety but Monito has become a, a national well, he's always been a national treasure for many of us Lucha Libre fans. He's been around for a very long time as Que Monito, but even before that, he was the original Aluche. But he became, in the past, I would say in the past couple of weeks, um, there's been a Facebook page that has been putting him, um, que, Monito, que Monito in various pieces of art and just adding him into those photos. And it's been very interesting. So this past Wednesday, there was a report that it was his birthday on March 4th, and that was actually incorrect. Kemonito and CMLL quickly denied that was not his actual birthday. His birthday is on July 3rd. Uh, this past Thursday, Kemonito, CMLL had a, a Facebook Live video stream with Kemonito where he talked about his birthday being on July 3rd. And he announced that CML will be having a, a special um, birthday bash or, or they'll be honoring him on that July 3rd show that happens to be on a Friday. So I, I'm guessing he's going to get cake or some award or something from one of the um, 
the main bosses or one of the programming department members on the show. Uh, unfortunately, he won't be getting from get from Sofia Alonso, but they will be honoring him. That was the big news of recently. That kind of tells you how bad it has been for CMLL, where that has actually been the big story. It's overshadowed the big feud that they have been building up for the Dos Leyendas show, which is Barbara Carbonario versus Felino. Um, and it's overshadowed all those numerous tag team tournaments that they have been holding. Uh, but Que Bonito, he, he kind of talked about all everything. He's um, kind of just gave a little bit of a, a, an interview and, and, every, and he actually made a comment about how, you know, there's been a lot of um, bootleg merchandise released with his likeness on them. But he wanted people to know that the only official merchandise available is through the CMLL um, Arena Mexico um, shopping area that they have there. And that, and he did say that when um, when he saw those um, tennis shoes, that he he had a surprise coming. Um, there was somebody made some tennis shoes of um, of Kemonito, like the design with the blue fur and all this stuff. And he made the comment that there was a surprise coming up. Um, who knows? Maybe they are going to make Kemonito shoes. All I know is that I could always just buy a pair of white Vans and have my niece color in que bonito on those um, she's good at doing that she's done that um, this past Christmas she actually made a few um, designs for herself and for some friends so why not if you want to get que bonito shoes just buy some white vans or even if you don't want to pay for vans you could just go to Walmart and get some um, some cheaper um, slippers or, or shoes that you could have um, you know que bonito drawn on there if you don't want to spend whatever amount crazy amount they're going to come up with should they release those shoes um, I don't know if it's going to happen just because it's CMLL involved and the odds of CMLL doing anything available for anybody outside of you attending Arena Mexico are very slim so um, I wouldn't expect anything um, I'd be shocked um, if it does happen you know then you know hopefully some of you will buy them and it, and if you do um, let it send us a review on, on what you get from um if you get those shoes like that, um, I doubt they're going to get released by CMLL. More likely, Camonito is probably going to have somebody design them. Um, I think there's a few luchadors that actually do that. I think Pentagon Jr.'s done some shoes like that uh, and a few other guys. So um, I think that would probably be the more likely direction they go where they get some, you know, someone who actually does that already that just to have them do that for themselves. Um, but that has been the big news as far as Lucha Libre. And that is the end of the podcast now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it should end this way. I mean, honestly, no, there hasn't been a lot. And it's been a very disappointing... Uh, you know, AAA has been really good. But I kind of feel that because CML has kind of been in on, on a decline, that it's kind of hurt a lot of... Um, it's kind of made watching... Because they, so, they have so many more shows available online that it's kind of killed um, a lot of interest in Lucha Libre because a lot of the fans... Who don't really watch AAA, they'll maybe give it a chance if they're still watching CMLL that maybe, hey, maybe I'll watch um, so-and-so was in CMLL, maybe I'll watch AAA. And right now, you know, I don't know if CMLL being, and you know, the same thing goes with AAA. If AAA, you don't have a lot of crossover fans uh, where somebody's watching both promotions. And I kind of feel right now that there's going to be a lot more fans that are probably just going to tune out Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre or or watch, you know, just a handful of matches. Um 
if you're not into um, CMLL right now, trust me, you should really give AAA a shot because it's been really good. Um, I know I know a lot of people just kind of view it more, think of it more being an Americanized promotion, but you know they have a lot of talent. And for the most part, I think every show, there's at least two or three good matches. Um, some shows are really good. I mean, their worst show this year is better than anything that CMLL has put together in the last... Uh, three to four months, which tells you how bad CMLL has been. And I could even go even further just because CMLL has really struggled the last um, the last few weeks with their shows. And I, I kind of think a lot of us were kind of looking at the tag tournament just as a break from the boredom of the previous shows. And it turned out these tournaments have been just as bad as the other shows. So um, it's been very difficult to watch CMLL. And I don't know if we, we see a light at the end of the tunnel just because um, the programming department just keeps coming up with really uncreative ideas, and um, it's it's it hasn't been fun. I mean, their ideas of their ideas of creativity in the past couple of weeks have have been bringing back the Mexican national tag team titles, not just for the men, but for the women. And I don't think CMLL really needs more titles. In fact, I think if you ask any fan or any person that follows wrestling, the first thing they would tell you is they need to cut back on titles uh, we've constantly said that you know to me ideally cml should only have the cmll titles um, i don't think they necessarily need the nwa historic or the or the national titles i think there's a history behind them and maybe they should keep them in some form as you know maybe unite them to the cmll titles like you know like where they unify all the titles just because there's so many guys i mean at, at the rate we're going um, one third of the promotion already has belts. I think we're getting closer to about what forty percent of the of the promotion having titles, not just the CMLL titles, but the NWA titles, and then you also have the national titles, and you also have the Arena Coliseo titles. There's there's a lot of guys who hold DF titles. Um, those don't even get mentioned. Um, thank goodness they don't, because then you're adding a, a few more titles. Because I think there's five more champions five more D, um, titles to be added if you include the DF titles. So, um, fortunately, and then there's the Occidente titles in, in Guadalajara. See, I think that's fine. Guadalajara having their own titles. Maybe throw Puebla a couple of titles just because the local guys, and although Puebla doesn't run anything beyond the, the Monday shows, uh, but the, Pueb, the Guadalajara runs Sunday, Tuesdays, and their guys can actually challenge for titles. And, you know, every, every once in a while you get one of the CMLL main guys winning the title defending it against the local guys that makes sense you could do that with Puebla as well but you know this this having the titles all in you know in the main CMLL promotion it's very difficult to follow uh, just a very difficult um, promotion to watch right now so like I said CMLL has been running a lot of tag team tournaments and one of the problems that CMLL is doing having with these tournaments is that they're not really like separate giving them a, a little bit of breathing room in between the tournaments so instead of just like running one tournament and then taking maybe a month off and then doing something else doing another tournament later on they're just going like they had the torneo nacional increíble de parejas tournament and they right not even before it ended they announced that they were going to bring back the mexican national tag team titles and they immediately started the the tag tournament for that uh, on the the night they held the final for the the incredible pairs um, tag team tournament, and 
uh, and the, you know, and again, in between that, they actually even had a tag team tournament on a Puebla show, which just is amazing. That and it was a family, uh, a partner, a tag team tournament of, of between family members. And then, what happens right as the 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 they're in be- in the middle of doing the national tag team title tournament, they announce that they're going to hold a national tag team title tournament for the women. Um, they're bringing back that title as well. Uh, so. You know, it's been it's just been constant the same thing. The only difference is that at least the the women's tournament is going to be on the Sunday show. Um, so we, I don't, I mean, unless somebody records it and posts it on, uploads it onto um, YouTube, you're not going to watch it. Um, you're going to get the results. But I mean, honestly, is there even sixteen women in CMLL? Because I mean, they're doing four four teams um, per block, so that's eight. So that's basically sixteen women total, and. Um, I don't think CML even has 16 women that are good enough. And then they've come up with these really makeshift tag teams just because there there never really was a tag team. There there never really were women in the promotion that were tag teams. I think the last tag team, regular tag team was probably, um, or women that actually treated themselves as tag team were um, Dallas and Zuxis, and before that, Princesa Suhey and um, Princesa Blanca. Other than that, everybody else has pretty much just been, you know, thrown into trios matches or done other stuff, or you know, done been more of a singles wrestler. Um, I don't see that really make adding, you know, making any headway in in the as far as the women women's division, or even you know, it's not going to attract more fans. I mean, honestly, I don't think that at this point people even care about the titles because if it they did, you could headline a show with the title match, and and it would mean something. But usually, if they hold, if they have Dos Leyendas or the anniversary or any of these other big events, it always has to be a big stipulation match because the titles don't mean anything. Uh, the, the title matches are usually like the semi-main event or even like the second or third match, um, depending on what title it is. So you're not really adding any value to those titles. You're just adding more. Um, the one positive is now they have everybody in the promotion is going to at least have a shot have a shot at a title or be part of a tournament to have a shot at a title. Um, so anyways, the incredible, the, the incredible pairs tournament was won by Caristico and Forastero over Carbonario and Volador Jr. Um, I didn't think this tournament was good at all, other than the Ultimo Guerrero Bandito tag team. Um, I really thought this was just very average. And the final was just an okay match with Felino doing a run... <laughs> Not even doing a run and just standing in on the entrance and distracting Carvernario and Volador Jr. to where they got lo- they got pinned by Caristico and Forastero. Um, really a nothing match as far as I was concerned. At, um, towards the end, um, usually they've the one thing this tournament has always had is the final has always been very solid, and this one was just very okay. And I mean, some people probably will say it wasn't that good at all, but um, I would just say it was okay and. You know, ended at that. It just, it just didn't, it didn't make me want to see these teams more frequently. Um, the only thing that came out of it was that Caristico wants to continue to team up with NGD. Um, that, I mean, that's going to fall on deaf ears on with the CML programming department because they're so busy. I mean, first of all, they'll do that anyways because they'll do the red level synchroables matches. Right now, they're just doing red level synchroables matches and tag team tournaments. That's their creativity at this point, as far as CML's programming department goes. Um, but yeah, that's basically the, the final. And then um, the national tag team titles, the first block was won by Hijo del Villano Tercero and Templario. Templario looked really good in this. 
Um, unfortunately, the best team on this was really Soberano Jr. and Titan. They didn't advance. Um, I think Hijo Adriano Tercero did not look at, that good. I think he has some personality as far as playing a Rudo, but as far as what he does in the ring, it's very basic. Um, it's unfortunate CMLL ended up with the wrong Viano um, kid just because he's not, he's nowhere near as good as Viano Tercero Jr., his brother. Um, you know, Hijo Viano Tercero was even gone for like four to five or six weeks. Um, the only thing I saw in him was that he was hanging out with Reina Isis. There are a couple right now. Uh, but, you know, they. other than that, you haven't really seen anything from him. And he's really not been that impressive. I still think there's a little bit hope in him just because, you know, a lot of guys don't really mature as far as being workers. He could always improve. We've seen that with a few other wrestlers. But honestly, I mean, at one point, I think it was him, Super Astro Jr. and Atlantis Jr. came in at around the same time. And um, Super Astro Jr. and Atlantis Jr. have blown him out of the water as far as their ability. Atlantis Jr. is pretty much already... I mean, the guy's a main eventer right now. It just That's the level of work that Atlantis Jr. has been able to put in. He has been really good. Um, Hijo Viano Tercero still a long way from reaching that. But he's going to get pushed as the, at that level just because um, he's in CMLA and they need, they need more Rudos, um, young Rudos on their roster, and he kind of fits that bill. Um, you look at CML's Rudo, um, the, that side, it's really thin. I mean, there are some nights some shows where the fourth match basically already has like guys like Okumura, Dark Magic, Sagrado, Mysterioso Jr., guys like that. Efesto and Lucifer are still high on the card. Um, and none of those guys is very good. Efesto, I think Efesto is good, but I think it's time. I mean, he, it, the Efesto character is already worn out. They got to move him. You know, I still think they got to switch him back to Panterita Ring and let him team with Blue Panthers, you know, a veteran tag team or something because, you know, this, it's just not working right now with the, uh, with Efesto, Luciferno, and Averno, and they were, uh, I mean, the Mephisto. Uh, wish Averno was still with them. Um, but Luciferno and Efesto were in this tag team tournament, and they were part of one of the worst tag team matches I've seen this year. They they went up against Blue Panther Jr. and Black Panther. Those guys look so horrible. Um, I think the best thing that could happen for Black Panther would be for him to turn Rudo and you know get away from his brother because i think black panther still has some talent in fact i honestly think black panther should leave cmll just because i think he would be so much better um right now he just i mean they're not doing anything with him um, he's kind of in that situation that puma king was the only difference was puma king actually tiger's really good but um he's just not he kind of he kind of looks like he's lost um some motivation and he's he's starting to look a little bit um about as bad as his brother lately. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what the tag team tournament situation has been in CMLL. That's all it's been, really. CML's been doing a lot of tag team tournaments. Um, very boring. Um, the other news, Viano Tercero Jr. got a huge win in Juarez where he beat Juarez local Aéreo in a mask match this past uh, weekend. Um, this match was actually uploaded complete by um by a few people who filmed it you know handhelds obviously but then there was another um, youtube channel that actually had it a little bit better shot uh more from a ringside area and it was really well done but um they actually switched it over to private um, i'm guessing they want 
the Juarez promoter probably wants Maslucha to get um the official, you know, the the actual match complete on their channel. Uh, they must have worked something out with them, and unfortunately, that right now what you get is just handhelds and and the highlights that are available from Maslucha. Um, it looked like it was a pretty good match. Uh, a couple of people said that the finish, um, the finish was really questionable just because um, Aero actually lost the match via countout when um, he and um, he actually went through a he had laid out Vian, Hijo de Vian, he had laid out Viano Tercero Jr. on some chairs and he was going to do a senton uh, onto him and Viano Tercero Jr. moved out and and Viano Tercero um, Aereo ended up hitting all the chairs so they both were still knocked out and they both were getting um, counted and Viano Tercero Jr. was a- able to get in the ring and right when Aereo was going to get in for the for, before the 20 count Rey Scorpion grabbed him by the leg and pulled him down and he, that led to Aereo being counted out and losing the mask match um, and he had to lose he had to unmask uh, he has he kind of looks a little bit like Ray Scorpion, like a like like a, an un, a Ray Scorpion without a without a like kind of not not like him, but has a similar build. Kind of has that type. He kind of gives me that vibe where he could actually be that type of wrestler. Um, he's been he's been getting some. I think if he was wrestling in Mexico City, there would be a little bit more. Um, he would be getting more recognition. But since he's working on and and more in, in Juarez, there hasn't been as much of a of a you know a demand for him i think he's got he's got some talent he looks pretty good in the ring um one of the things that that uh, people are wondering why viano tercero jr got the opportunity that same show they honored flama roja who i think retired and he actually lost his mask to viano tercero back in the late 80s so i think it was kind of like their way of kind of continuing that tradition of a viano tercero you know, going from Viano Tercero to his son winning a big mass match on the, on this show, and I think they did a good job. I mean, that was far better than whatever um, CML has been doing, and uh, I think I think it was um, you know Juarez has always been a, a, a has been a hotbed for lucha libre, but it, this kind of felt like it was coming back again, just because there's there there's been some up and downs with a lot of um, promotions, not. Not necessarily the AAA or CML out, but more so like the you know the territories where they'll be hot one for a few months or years, and then suddenly you'll they'll they'll just kind of like die out for a bit. Same thing has happened with Tijuana, Montreal has gone through that in the past. Um, so it's kind of good to see that happening. I mean, you're really starting to see like even like like Tijuana with e- EMW and and the Crash kind of running more shows, and then you have some of the smaller promotions doing more there. And then Monterey with a lot of the the smaller promotions, along with some of the, you know, the Chaos, um, Riot. Uh, you have so many of the other promotions that are around that area that are doing a little more to like get the territory going, and you know, generating a little more interest in those, in that in lucha libre in those in those territories in those regions. Um, it, I think that's one of the things that um, you need that to happen because otherwise you're not going to get these guys. These you know. The CML and AAA guys, they're not going to get work if there's not anybody promoting that's doing well in those regions, and they need those guys to do well. Uh, but yeah, that was like the big, um, the big match. Viano Tercero Jr. is really good. 
uh, totally opposite of what Hijo de Villano Tercero has been. Uh, I think a, a, a few people ima- uh, mentioned, imagine a Templario Villano Tercero Jr. tag team. I mean, that would be probably the best tag team in Mexico right now if they actually put them together. Um, unfortunately, Templario got the other brother. Uh, I think they're going to end up winning these titles just because looking at the, at the, at the second group involved in the next tournament block of the tournament it doesn't look very um overwhelming other than you know i think they gave atlantis jr another uh a, a weaker partner as well with flyer um i kind of wish they would have given atlantis jr like Jeremiah jr just because i think that would have been a cool you know way to transition Jeremiah jr into like you know he was part of um reyes de atlantida with atlantis the father and delta and now he would team up with Atlantis Jr. kind of guide him in his career. I think that would have been fun. Then at some point, you could have done some angle down the road. But, you know, unfortunately, CML doesn't really do angles, doesn't do any of that stuff. So uh, we got this instead. Um, but like I said, I think I think we're going to get... I, I think Templar y Viano Tercero, their odds of winning the Mexican national tag team titles are very good. Um, but like... but. If only Viano Tercero... I, I think Viano Tercero Jr. made the right decision. I think you see the guys who decided not to stick around or never got picked up by CMLL. You kind of see why they didn't get picked up and why they're thriving outside of CMLL because they're doing really well. And I think CMLL would have just held them back. Um, I couldn't. I can't imagine Viano Tercero Jr. doing what he's doing um, if he was in CMLL. And we see that with a lot of the guys. Um it's better to make your name outside of the promotion and then maybe come back. Hope um, the CML programming department um, changes. It won't, unfortunately, because these guys are not... I mean, they've been the same programming department minus a few people have come and gone for at least the past 30 years. Um, it's very scary, but um, that's what we're getting right now. So for whatever reason, CMLL and AAA's next big events are actually happening on the same weekend with Homenaje Dos Leyendas happening on March 20th in Arena, Mexico and Rey de Reyes happening on March 21st at the Poliforum Zamna in Merida, Yucatan. Um, you know, back-to-back shows. We don't even know if, um, if the CMLL Dos Leyendas show is going to be streamed live. Uh, it'll probably it'll definitely be recorded and posted at some point either um, mostly most likely by CML late in the evening um, I don't know if they're going to stream it live the last couple I think last year they didn't they just posted it either late Friday or early Saturday um, depending sometimes also on the dance segments because they have to like edit out the music so they might take a little longer sometimes or if they're on television they they'll switch it to like Sunday uh, but we definitely the AAA Ray the Ray show will definitely be streamed on on Twitch live um, on Saturday that Saturday night. Um, you know, and both shows are very different. I kind of think AAA put in a little more, definitely put in a little more effort on, on their show. Um, Dos Leyendas, I think the biggest effort they put into their show is really selecting which legend they would be um, honoring, and the one they selected was Sangre Chicana. Uh, and I think that is a, I think that's a very good person to honor just because he was a big part of EMLL during the late seventies into the eighties, going all the way into the early nineties before he finally left and joined AAA. Um, 
but he was definitely one of their top stars, one of the top guys in the promotion. Um, you know, several times there were points during the late 70s where there were debates as to who was the best um, wrestler in Mexico, and he was always one of the people mentioned, along with Pedro Guayo and Kanek. Um, as far as like the, the 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 heavyweights or the you know wrestlers who are you know bigger, you know the the light heavyweights all the way to heavyweights, um, they were kind of like the guys who were constantly regarded as the best wrestlers at certain points during that time period. Um, I think at that point, from that point forward. CML just basically put together a show that was very um, similar to what you get on any other Friday night, other than the main event being a stipulation match. Um, the opener, of course, is the Micros, Microman, El Gallito, Atomo versus Chamuel, El Guapito, and Perico Zacarias. Um, I think the novelty's kind of worn off from these, from these micro matches, but Microman and Chamuel are still very good, and they always give 110% effort. Um, so I think at, at least this is going to be better than most openers that we get on CMLL. Um, unfortunately, they haven't really been recruiting more uh, micros. Honestly, I don't know where they're going to find. I mean, unless they find guys that, you know, there's a hotbed for, you know, you know, micro wrestlers. Um, I don't see how they're going to. I could. I mean, I could see at least one every couple of years showing up and joining the division. But. As of right now, we really haven't seen a big um, anything being added. It's pretty much the same group of guys with Mihe kind of joining into the mix whenever one of the other t- Rudos isn't available. Um, the second match is Diamante Azul, Titan, Stuka Jr. versus Mephisto, Nero Casas, and El Terrible. This is basically the type of match you're getting on every CMLL show, honestly. Um, only this time it's the second match. This is usually a, a, a semi-main event or even a main event on some shows. Uh, but you know, I don't think it's it's anything shocking or very interesting. I don't really expect much from this match, um, especially with Diamante Sul and Mephisto kind of being in it. Um, I think Mephisto's really regressed as far as what he does in the ring. But Diamante Sul is way way worse. Uh, but you do have Titan, Negro Casas, Terrible, and Stuka Jr. who are still capable of doing some stuff. But I think this is at best an okay match. Um, the third match is Angel de Oro, Niebla Roja, Flip Gordon from ROH coming in um, to face NGD, Sanson, Cuatrero, and Forastero. Uh, I think this should be a good match. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a good match that we've already seen. Only you're replacing Soberano Jr. or Titan or anybody else who ends up teaming up with the Chavez brothers with Flip Gordon against NGD. Um, really a match that we've seen several times. Um, hopefully it's just good and we can enjoy it, but I don't expect much from it beyond that. Uh, the fourth match is for the CMLL ladies ring title as Dallas defends that title against Princessa Suhey. I don't have a lot of high expectations for this match. Dallas has been really bad. Um, she's regressed ever since she's been made the main, um, star for the women's division. She has really regressed in the ring. I think there was a period of time where she wasn't actually that bad um, when she was kind of like finding herself and she kind of had had about a year or two where she was actually passable, but now she's really been horrible in, in the ring. And just because she's kind of given, she's given this role of being the power um, female wrestler in the, in, in the division and dominant, 
So when she wrestles somebody, she always has to be more dominant. She doesn't sell. She doesn't do anything for, for her opponents. And her opponents usually look very underwhelming. And, you know, it just, it just, the matches are a mess for the most part. And I don't expect this match to be any different from that. Especially because I don't think Princess Asuhei is at that level that she was. Um, even like when she wrestled Zuxis in the mass match, I don't even think Princess Asuhei was at her, at her best at that point. Princess Asuhei's best was really the, you know, the early 2000s all the way up to about 2012 or so. Um, then the last couple of years, she's really not been that. She's been a, a, an okay female wrestler. I mean, in this division, the female women's division, she's always going to be kind of higher just because nobody else has really surpassed her. But she hasn't been very good. I think this match would have been a lot better for Vitella. It would have been La Jarochita challenging for the title. But, you know, for whatever reason, CML went with Princess Suhei. Obviously, it's more of a seniority thing than anything else. Um, the, the semi-main event will be Los Guerreros Laguneros of Ultimo Guerrero, Grand Guerrero, Euphoria, defending the CML World Trios titles against another version of the Sky Team. Only this time it's Caristico, Volador Jr., and Valiente. Again, this match we've seen numerous times. It's usually good, but again, it is the same match we've seen over and over again. Even if it's good, we're probably just going to say the same thing and say, you know, we've already seen this. It was good, but we've seen it numerous times. Not just like within the last year, but within the last several years. Um, I kind of don't know about this. Um, the undercard, I kind of wish they would have had Echicero, Templario thrown in the mix. Um, Sobrano Jr., another person that should have been in the mix in this. Um, just a very underwhelming card. Um, I'm not that excited about it. Uh, just just, a, just not not fun. And then we get to the main event of Barbara Carvernario versus Felino in a hair match. I think a lot of people have been very underwhelmed with this match, especially the build-up to it. And just even the announcement, I think the best buildup has really been the, the the interview segments they've had where they've talked about the breakup of the Besta Negra faction. But other than that, I mean, nobody really cares about Felino as a main event wrestler anymore. And Carvernario is kind of just, everybody just assumes Carvernario is going to win this match and continue to move up the ladder. But honestly, I, I think the one thing that will come out of this. The one positive is that the crowd is going to be very into this match. And I think that's going to actually make the match come across a little bit better. Um, normally, if these two are wrestling each other, it's probably just at best an okay match. But I think on this being a big uh, main event on Dos Leyendas, I think the, I, and I think the crowd's going to be into it, especially because you're going to have a lot of tourists, a lot of people who are showing up just for this show or for the, for you know, that trip to go to Mexico. And this is one of the events that's happen happening that weekend. There are big events that's happening for as far as Lucha goes. I think they're, they're, they're going to be into the match. Um, but I'm not really that excited about this card. Like I said, usually, like in the past, I, I mean, the last couple of years, honestly, like the last year, I don't think I've even cared if CML or Z shows live because they haven't been very interesting. Um, I would expect if you have something else going on on Fridays, on, on, a, on that Friday night, I would say you're better off doing that instead of, you know, waiting around to watch this show. You could always watch it later in the weekend. Um, if you don't do a Lucha Libre podcast or do Lucha reports, you could watch it whenever you want. I think the one those of us who actually cover Lucha Libre are a little bit more screwed because we have to watch it to talk about it. Um, and if they don't show it, then we can't talk about it. So, um and it kind of like kills the whole buzz, uh, the whole point of 
having a Lucha Libre uh, website or a podcast or anything like that. So um, I just don't, I'm just very underwhelmed by this card. It's not very good. There's nothing I'm really that excited about watching. Um, I mean, honestly, I'll probably just watch this and, you know, hope for the best, but I don't think we're going to get anything that strong from this show. Um, as far as AAA Ray the Reyes goes the following night, I do think this show is going to be a little bit, uh, it's going to be a lot stronger, actually. Um, there's a few matches on that. I think I'm 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 kind of surprised that they didn't have any other women on this card, um, and the only woman that's on the card is actually La Yedra. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but um, or a good thing with the women, just because I think sometimes you just want to have at least that one match that's different from everything else, and I think the one match that, and and honestly, the they've been very good with the the Lady Maravilla, Big Mommy, and you know some of the other women that have been involved, Kara. Um, Vanilla Vargas, all the other Fabi Apache, they've actually looked really good at in those mixed tag matches. Um, I'm surprised they didn't have that in, on this card. Um, but this show is a little bit stronger, especially from matches three to six. It's really good. I think there's a bit of a drop off before that and after, but there's enough talent, enough star power on the show that I expect that it's going to be a really good show overall. Um, the show opens with Drago and Drago Kid versus La Parca Negra and La Parquita Negra. That's a really interesting match to put together just because of the whole um, the names and all that. I think it's that should be a good opener. I don't know if it's going to be a really good opener, but it should be good. Um, just because I think, I mean, honestly, Drago at this point is an opening match guy. He's pretty much been wrestling a lot of late in like third or fourth match or higher. And, you know, him slipping to the opener he might see that as a you know as a, a sign um hopefully he doesn't because i think he's he's he, this this could be a fun match and he's gonna be that he's gonna have that opportunity to, you know to get the crowd going um the second match is a three-way trios match which has poder del norte going up against los ogts and pagano the team the trio of pagano Hijo de L.A. Park and L.A. Park Jr. Um, I think this match should be okay. Um, could, it's going to be a brawl, honestly, just because of all the guys that are involved. It's probably going to be more of a brawl than anything else. And um, it could be something that's pretty entertaining. But I wouldn't expect it to be the match of the night um, just because of the guys who are in it. Best case, it's gonna. I'm hoping it's a good brawl. And it's something that, you know, it's going to be something different, honestly. The third match is really where this pit starts to pick up, as it is for the the, the Los Jinetes del Aire, Hijo del Vikingo, Mysticis Jr. and Octagon Jr., defending the AAA World Trios titles against Los, Los Mercenarios, Rey Scorpion, Tejano Jr., and La Yedra. I think Torres is probably wrestling somewhere else that weekend. Otherwise, he probably would have been in this match. Um, they've actually already had a match on one of the previous TV tapings where um, Taurus was actually in for Tejano Jr. Tejano Jr. was working in California that weekend. And so they had Taurus team up with Ray Scorpion and La Yedra. And they had a they had a really short match against Inetes del Aire to build up to this match. Um, I think this is going to be good. Uh, the one thing that works for La Yedra being in this match is that all three of the technicals in this match are smaller luchadors. And she's been able to excel working with smaller male wrestlers. And I would expect that to be the, the, the continue the trend here. Um, this should be a really fun match. Um, I 
think we're going to see uh, a new... I, I wouldn't be shocked if we see a title change in this match just because of all the matches that are that are for titles in this and we're getting back to... Um, we're getting three consecutive title matches um, on the card. I would think this could be the one that, that actually has a title change just because I could see this being some something where they have, you know, like Yedra as one of the trio's champions in this. And maybe, you know, they could... They could do something with those Hinetas del Aire chasing or possibly, you know, moving them on to something else. The fourth match will be the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, defending the AAA World Tag Team titles against the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz. Um, that should be an excellent match. I'm trying to remember. I think I've seen, I'm sure they've wrestled on, 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 on in the U.S. a few times. But this should be a really good match. I could see this being the match of the night um, for a lot of fans. I think de depending on your preference and styles, I could see this probably like slipping below some of the other matches. But I could see this being one of the, the matches of the night. Uh, I expect it to be really good. And I expect Lucha Brothers to retain the titles. Uh, I can't really see the Impact team winning. And I'm not sure if uh, politically they want... Uh, Pentagon and Phoenix losing the tag titles, um, especially since they're also on AEW. The fifth match is Kenny Omega defending the AAA World Mega Heavyweight title against Loretto Kid, or as he called him, Lorenzo Kid. Uh, this should be an excellent match. Uh, it might not be at the level of the Dragon Lee or Phoenix match, just because I'm not sure. Well, actually, it might not be just because Kenny has actually um, Russell Loretto Kid and Trio's matches, so there might be a little more familiar familiarity with him, uh, more so than with Dragon Lee too. Um, I could see this being a really good match as well. Um, like I said, this is the one difference between AAA and and CML that weekend. I think every single one of the matches on the AAA show is far more interesting than anything else that is going to happen in in CML, just because CML refuses to do anything different. And if you look at their entire card. Almost everything is something that we've seen at some point, minus the Felino Carbonario um, hair match. Everything else is we've pretty much seen. We've seen Suhey versus Dallas. We've seen the 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 two trios matches. Um, we've seen the two open the first two matches as well on numerous shows. Whereas on the, on on Triple A show, we're getting a little bit of a a mix and a few different things. And you know, I think the Omega Loretto Kid match is very going to be very good. And I would say. Um, Matches three to through five have a shot of being better than anything else on that weekend. Um, the sixth match is where really I think could be questionable. It will be the Torneo Rey de Reyes 2020, and this could be both either good or really bad depending on how they book, how they prepare the tournament. Um, if they do it like they did in um, Hero he Heroes Immortales, I think it has a shot to be good. But if they do like they did in um, Triple Mania Regia, this could be very bad. And there's a lot of guys on this on this match that could make it really good. And then you have some guys who could make it really bad. So you have Blue Demon Jr. who's more of a, you know, at this point in time, he's kind of more of a brawler. And he's really there just to like instigate stuff. So I would think he's probably going to be somebody that goes after somebody and gets, you know, taken out at some point because he's attacking someone or doing something else. Um, then you have Aerostar, Michael Nakazawa, Mascarita Sagrada, Mr. Iguana, Nino Hamburguesa, Dave the Clown, Ares, Dinastia, and Viano Tercero Jr. Um, I think if Aerostar, Ares, Viano Tercero Jr., and Dinastia work the bulk of this match, Mascarita Sagrada being another one, if they work the bulk of this match, 
Um, I think this will be an excellent match. Then you have Mr. Iguana, Niño Hamburguesa, who are, are more of a the fan. They're more popular with the fans. They could do a little bit more. Blue Demon Jr. doing what he does. But then you also have like Michael Nakazawa and Dave the Clown in this. So those are the guys that really worry me. Um, but, you know, they could be, I mean, at least this one, there's a sh- chance where they could actually do, um, it could be good. Uh it's a lot more, you know, and again, it's different to what we're seeing in the in the Dos Leyendas card. Um, even if it doesn't work out, at least it's something that's different. The seventh match, the main event, will be Los Ingobernables, Rouge, Alley Park, and Bestia del Ring going up against Psycho Clown, Monster Clown, and Murder Clown, the Psycho Circus. Um, this should be a really good brawl. Um, just because you have Psycho Clown, Rouge, and L.A. Park in this. And I think those three are able to, like, elevate everybody else in the match. So it's going to be, you know, plus even if it's, even if the other three can't hold their own, they're going to be brawling around the, the in the ring, out of the ring, in the crowd. So it's going to be an interesting main event. Um, I, it's going to be, it's going to be strong. I wouldn't be surprised if there's something at the end that le- that happens that, you know, leads up to the the next big event for Verano de Scandalo. I wouldn't be shocked if there's something that they do to like start lead up to the to their next big event. Uh, at the same time, AAA announced that they're going to have a press conference on March 11th, this upcoming Wednesday, to announce to make some announcements for Triple Mania. They also announced that Triple Mania would be happening on August 22nd. So maybe by that point we might have an idea of something that's going to happen in Triple Mania, and we might see something in Rey de Reyes, possibly in the main event, that surfaced in that press conference that leads that happens, you know, that kind of causes, ends up happening within the main event. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. Um, a lot is going on in AAA. The only problem is that since AAA doesn't run that frequently, on a regular, semi-regular basis every week, you sometimes will go a week or two where you don't get any triple AAA news. Um, but this upcoming weekend, there's going to be a show. Then there's going to be another one in, uh, in you know, obviously the, the Ray the Ray show. And then afterwards, there's another show. So they're, they're, they're going to be a little bit more. Uh, there's going to be a little more news as far as AAA goes during the month of March, uh, which is far better news given the, the current situation in CML, which has been really boring. Um, some other news. Um, IWRG has brought in Ayako Hamada and Yosa Quetzal to become to be head trainers to train women within IWRG. Um, Ayako Hamada pretty much has the same role that Black Terry has as far as training the women. He, he trains the men; she'll be training the women. And when they first announced this, I think there was a lot of excitement or interest because you know Ayako Hamada. You know, she's actually a really good wrestler, and she should be able to provide some, some good knowledge to a, lot, a new generation of female wrestlers. But when they announced Yosa Quetzal, I mean, that kind of just dropped everything. Um, she hasn't been very; she's never been very good. Um, so I don't know what she could possibly provide, give um, as far as knowledge to the women. Uh, it's 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 kind of like announced giving a, a making. It's lucha libre. You basically get good and bad within a say, uh, within an announcement. Announcement, um, pretty much what they did here. Uh, this is all part of, and you know, actually, um, IWRG is trying to do a little bit more with the women. Um, they're 
they're actually going to headline this upcoming Sunday show. And I would expect, expect that not be the first time that they and only time they do it. Just because I do think that IWRG wants to join in on this whole thing of um, giving women an opportunity. Uh, so, you know, I would expect more um, women's matches in IWRG. I don't expect it to be a lot, but I think it's going to be something that they just add into the mix because they haven't really done that. Um, they've been doing it a lot recent, a lot within the last year or two. So it isn't something that's necessarily new, but they've. I think they want to do a little bit more. Um, they want to be um, a place where there's more females, you know, training to become wrestlers and more, um, more of an opportunity to get into the business. So that's about it for this week. Let's see what else is going on. Nothing much, really. If you haven't signed up to my Patreon, the Lucha World Patreon, at patreon.com slash luchaworld, I will be doing a, a couple of podcasts. I believe I'll be doing a Blue Panther podcast at some point uh, for Lucha Classica. It will be a Blue Panther retrospective covering his entire career. That is going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing that. Uh, we're going to be talking about his early start as... Um, very beginning starting out in la laguna and then going into the independence um go, joining uwa then be joining um, emll later cmll and then switching over to AAA, and then coming back to cml then becoming you know mixing in um you know working as, as a cml wrestler as well as an independent his sons um a lot to talk about his rivals like love machine hijo el santo nero casas there he has had numerous rivals um, this is something, the big mass match that he had, the loss that he had, um, his rival with, v, with the Vianos. Um, a lot to talk about, about Blue Panther. Also, I've been, I've been a little bit more diligent as far as um, posting the, the Lucha Magazine write-ups on Patreon. And I, I just finished a Boxy Lucha issue, and it is an awesome issue I highly, if you have not signed up to the Patreon, our Patreon page, I would recommend signing up just for this magazine because it is really good um, at the $3 option. If you sign up for $3 for one month, you're getting a bunch of um, content. You're getting, if you haven't signed up already, you're basically getting all the, all the, all the Lucha, previous Lucha Classica episodes, also two episodes of RetroWrestling.com's uh, podcast. Um, the Retro Wrestling Podcast, that's what I mean, sorry. And also a lot of magazine write-ups. But the September Boxy Lucha magazine actually has news on the big... I don't know how many of you remember how often Nero Casas and Fuerza Guerrera talk about their match in September 1981 where they had this amazing match that at the end, of, after the match was over and they, everybody headed to the locker room, Paco Lanzo talked about how impressive these guys were in the match, praised them in front of the locker room and told everybody that they should work just like these guys. If they put in the effort that these guys put in, you know, they would be, there would be so many more good wrestlers and, uh, or they'd be so much better. He pretty much praised them. And, you know, it became like this huge, um, legendary match. Uh, while that match is talked about also, uh, Pat Patterson is touring uh, Mexico during this time period. So there's not only um, um, him in several lineups as he's leading up to this big match with Kanek, but there's also um, a 
results of his of a match that happened in Arena Mexico where he teamed up with Bob Backlund against Kanek and Pedro Guayo, a match that a lot of fans surprisingly to to my to myself and anybody else who reads it, um, the fans did not like that match. The undercard match, the semi-main event, was actually the match that they liked. Uh, but this this magazine has a lot of content. Um, probably of all the magazines I've recapped, ease or written up on, this is the one that has the most information on it that I have found. It is amazing. I can't wait for people to to read that to look through it. it is it, it's one of my favorites. Um, so if you haven't done, signed up, sign up. And if you if you don't want to sign up for the three dollar version reward tier. The Lucha World Patreon page has a $5 reward tier. And a lot of people constantly ask me about, do I still sell DVDs? I do not sell DVDs anymore. I got out of that. But if you want copies of those of DVDs, you're able to get them through my Patreon page at $5. Um, I've been uploading them into a Google Drive um, as ISO files. You could extract them from there and you could have those DVDs. At $5, you get 10 DVDs a month, 10 shows. It's not 10 DVDs. It's 10 shows. Usually, it ends up being about um, between 10 to 15 DVDs because there's a lot of um, te- um, sets. If you remember my web, my um, slambamjam.com or the other um, DVD sites I've had or tape sites I've had, you know that there were always multiple. Um, it was usually sets. Well, I've been posting that. Every month, you get 10 new ones, 10 new um, DVD titles at it. If you sign up in March, you get the March and February um, updates. You missed out on the January ones, but you know if you at some point we'll probably end up po- if you if there's people that didn't get those and ask for those, I'll gladly post those. But for right now, um, you get the March and February DVD um, updates. I ca- it's called the Video Vault. So if you see that on Patreon, you'll see the you'll see me tweet that out. You'll see me post it on, on Lucha World. The Video Vault, that's what it is. 10 ISO files ten uh, or you know, 10 DVD titles are posted every month. Check that out. I'm trying to do something like every week. So that's been this week. I did the, the March Video Vault update, 10 DVD t- titles. Then I'll do like the, the magazine write-up. Then I'll do a podcast. Then I'll maybe do another magazine write-up. Then I'll do another podcast. Then I'll do the Video Vault. You know, I've been, I've been, I'm trying to do a weekly thing. Um, so people have something. Um, so, you know, as far as how the tiers go, the Retro Wrestling Podcast is available at the $1 reward tier. And there's also a few other things that are available at $1. Previews to, you get you get a free episode of um, Lucha Classica or you get something on there as well. Um, at the $3 reward tier, you get all the Lucha stuff. And then at the $5 reward tier, you get everything below that. And you also get the Video Vault. Um, so I highly recommend people signing up to that. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of people don't really like keep up with it, so they maybe don't realize that I've been doing that. And I mention it on Twitter all the time. I mention it on other um, on the on the website. Um, but you know, sometimes I think people just don't really want to read or don't really. It takes them a while to figure that stuff out. Maybe they don't know what I'm doing, but you know, um, check that out. You could find that. Stay up to date on Lucha News on LuchaWorld.com, and be sure to check out my other website, RetroWrestling.com, with a lot of show reviews from classic wrestling shows um i haven't done i think i've only done 10 this year uh, compared to the hot run i had when i first started um a little bit of a burnout but i'm starting to pick that up again Um, so that's about it for this week Uh, we will talk to you again real soon Uh, definitely after 
the two shows, the Dos Leyendas and Ray the Ray shows, will give recaps on those shows. So talk to you guys later.